Here we go. How are we looking? I'll re post that now. How are we looking, guys? Ugh. Pretty good now that I'm you. You are. You're looking. Do the facial hair right now? Oh, thank you. Incredible. It's very kind of you. Here we go. Well, look, we should be looking good. Let's see what this looks like. It's good to be home. Columbus is my home. Perfect. Uh, we got a little bit of the green, but that's fine. Yep. I'm going to give this an old share. Maybe. My phone's going to cooperate. Come on in, guys. Press that share button. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's good to be back. Feels good to be alive, doesn't it, Bobby? Feels good. Feels good. I gotta get my Google Chrome working here. You Google Chrome. All right. So before we get started here, we gotta have our favorite story of the week. Ethan Graham again. We haven't had a podcast in a couple weeks. No, it's been a minute. We do apologize for that. But Ethan recently started working at Walmart. That's right, on State Street in Athens. On State Street in Athens, and he usually has a great story for us to begin the episode slash show. So what would you like to share with us now? Well, I mean, at this Walmart, and I think at all Walmarts, but specifically this Walmart, you kind of see it all, Bobby. Yes, well, it's, it's the people warm, man. I yeah, mean, it, it makes it who the people know. make the difference. That is right. And this week at Walmart, or it was last week rather, I was standing there, as, you know, scanning groceries because that's my job, I'm a cashier. And I turn around, and it's not uncommon for people, you know, bring dogs in, you know, like small dogs that aren't service dogs, and just carry them around the store. I don't know why people do that. PSA: Don't bring your dog into the grocery store unless it's a service dog. I mean, it's just unhealthy, right? Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't bring a you wouldn't bring a dog that's not a service dog into a restaurant. There's so, food there. So someone brought a dog in? No, not a dog. I turned around. And I saw a little black animal, what I thought was a dog, was actually a baby pig, swine. Yes, Bobby, swine. The same, th the same animal that started the swine flu outbreak, a pig, a miniature small baby pig. Someone was carrying a pig and oh, checking carrying? out. Oh, They weren't, like, walking it? No, they're carrying it. They're carrying a pig in Walmart with food. That is disgusting. They're filthy animals, Bobby. They're pigs. Don't bring your pig into the grocery store and you know if we bring pigs into the grocery store you know what where are we gonna stop are you gonna be allowed to bring giraffes into the grocery store are you gonna be allowed to bring in other animals i mean it's just obnoxious so from me to you if you're thinking about bringing your pig or farm animal or a dog that's not a service dog into the grocery store just leave them in the car i know it's hot but just roll down a window that's don't bring your animals into the store so thank you for that that's that's your weekly psa announcement for all you viewers out here on the podcast, don't bring pigs into your store. Pretty simple stuff, you would think, but evidently not, you know? Again, common sense isn't so common nowadays. I guess not. Let's go over some uh, housekeeping. We'll go over the sponsors. Pigskin Bar and Grill? Yes, where's that located? Pigskin Bar and Grill, down in Athens. If you're on the campus of Ohio University this summer or you're coming back just about a month, Bobby, all the Bobcats are going to be going back to school. Make sure you check out... The Pigskin Bar and Grill, great food, great burgers, uh, food specials most days, drink specials most days. Yep. Uh, you're going to want to go check that out this week, too. They have some cool stuff going on at Brew Week. Really. Brew Week is going on. Yeah, it's live and about down there in Athens. Yeah, that's right. people down there getting, uh, as they say, trashed. Yeah, I think that's what the kids are calling it now, shwasted. 
Waste, if you will, but definitely go into the Pigskin this week. Check it out. They have some new beers in there. Great stuff going on. The Pigskin Bar and Grill on Court Street. Go check it out. Absolutely. While you're waiting there and getting some food, you could drop your car off before at the J&J Mobile Detailing right behind Avalanche Pizza off of East State Street, which is the same street Walmart's located on. It is. Not and that is and it's the same street my grandma's house is off in Athens. Another fun fact. Another fun, fun fact facts. about that, yes. So with that, go to your go drop your car off. They will take care of it. Big Joe's still working that. John's still working that. The whole gang's still there, isn't it? Sorry, Joe and Big John, excuse me. Yeah, the whole gang's still there. They will walk, wash, wax, clean, rinse, all that good stuff to your car. Get your stuff done there while you can. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my dear good friends, Aaron McNamara. I hope I said that correctly. I never really call him by the last name. Say it. Big Aaron, man. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, he got his ACL, tore it, kind of messed up his knee and playing some, I think it was basketball he was telling me. He got surgery today at the Cleveland Clinic. He is now watching this back home. So I want to give a huge shout out to him. Hopefully you get well, get Hope better. You feel better, Aaron. You come Absolutely. back down to Athens, and if not, you can make a pit stop in Columbus for that fight on uh, August 26. Yes, we'll talk about that more later on. Uh, he is watching right now because he did just like it. Um, also, I don't know what else I want to talk about. No idea where the shirts are. <laughs> yeah, where are <laughs> no shirts? It could be everywhere. It could be. You're probably wondering why you're wearing a LeBron James jersey. Probably wearing why I'm wearing an old Chicago White Sox jersey. But uh, who's on the back of that jersey? His. Okay, so you guys got to check this one out. So I'm in a fantasy baseball league, um, and we have a trophy. And it's named the Ugly Johnny Dickshot Trophy. And that's a real person? And this guy right here played from the White Sox back in World War, World War II. Excuse me, WW2. We went back-to-back. Yeah, I think we won both of those. I don't we, think we've we, actually lost a war. Not the World War, at least. Yeah, anyway. Back-to-back champions. Back-to-back champs. For sure on that one. Aaron actually just commented. But regardless, uh, he was actually pretty good. Played for the Pirates for a little bit. Got his jersey, just like I wake up, know every single day, you know what, I'm playing for this guy right here. Got to get this trophy. Yep, there it is, baby. All right, we said his last name right. So let's dive on in. Okay, so another big thing about the White Sox, MLB, trades are going on like crazy, folks. Uh, let's dive into it. Last night around midnight, the White Sox game ended against the, uh, I think, Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah, they played the Dodgers. Dodgers were 30-4 and four in their last 34 games, unreal stuff. Yeah, they're decent. Yeah, they're not. They're not so bad, they're are not, they? They're not so bad. They end up trading their third baseman, Todd Frazier, Bob Frazier, the Todd father. Also, key ends to their bullpen. Their eighth inning guy, David uh, Robertson. Well, David Robertson's their closer, um, and then uh, Tommy Canley. Canley, that's it. Yeah, Canley to the Yankees. Uh, they in return, the Yankees gave back Tyler Clippard and. A couple huge uh, minor league guys that are now in the top 34, the White Sox. So the White Sox are making some moves. With that move from third base of Todd Frazier leaving, that opens a hole in the infield where they brought up the number one prospect in baseball, folks. Get this name and remember it while you can. Yoan Moncada. 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 What a, what a fun name to say. Great name to say. Oh, the guy's a stud. Sensational I, prospect. He's been on my bench the entire year. Let's see the dates that I got him. Here he is. He's on my utility. And he's just a fine tag. Six Hits tool. for power. <laughs> stealing. I mean, this guy is a stud. May 8th, he's been sitting on my bench, literally in the reserves. Regardless, um, yeah, check him out. He was in the trade that got uh, Chris Sale to go to the Red Sox. Red Sox had to give up some huge people in that, 
I mean, giving up the number one prospect in baseball is giant. Already a great at-bat tonight for Moncada. We were watching the game earlier before we went live here. He started out 0 for 2, came back all the way, made it 3-2, drew a walk, and then goes a 9 or a 10 pitch at-bat. So play discipline, too. You know, not even nerves. He's up there taking pitches, having good at-bats already day one. So Juan Moncada should be a great baseball player. We will see. Yes, absolutely. So with that, another trade that went down. Uh, recently, actually yesterday, about 24 hours ago, the Arizona Diamondbacks ended up trading for J.D. Martinez and the Tigers. They gave up some huge prospects, some huge Dominican uh, prospects coming up in the organization. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see how this turns out for them. But the Diamondbacks are going for it, though. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. They certainly, I think that's a winnable division for them this year. There's a lot of competition out there, but you know your window is only going to be so so you know open with guys like Goldschmidt, with guys like Lamb, with guys like Drury. I mean, they have a serious potential to you know win this division, do some damage in the playoffs too. Especially if you know Zach Granke pitches like the way we know he can, Bobby. Yep. You got to have guys like Robbie Ray who threw for the Diamondbacks against the Reds last night. I mean, if this guy throws it over the plate, he's going to get out. He's as an ERA under three this year, and uh, you know. Diamondbacks look out come October. So we were actually watching this game before we came live on, and uh, J.D. Martinez got hit in the hand. Yeah, it looked like he he was uh, shaking his wrist. I'm not sure if they took him out of the game or not, but certainly uh, if you're Arizona, you got to be uh, crossing your fingers there. Otherwise, you might have just... You know, maybe thrown away for season. <laughs> you know, uh, so I don't think it comes down to one guy, but so, I mean, that could definitely do some damage. So you know, lose of, him right now. A lot of my Tiger fans were wondering why did they trade him so early on like this. Um, JD Martinez is 29 years old, turning 30 this off season. Uh, he's got his contract and it pretty much paid off. This was his last half season. He becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Tigers aren't going to the playoffs. No, they're done. They're obviously throwing in the towel they're trying to rebuild for next year good move for them because now they save a boatload of money because they weren't going to resign him he was going to ask for way too much you yeah. don't give a 29 year old too much money because you see what happens to the Reds you give right. Joey Votto a quarter of a billion dollars for 12 years when he's 28 years old and you have no more money for anyone else well I mean I, don't, I think you got to pay for players like that I know Votto might not be the best example but yeah I do understand what you're saying you know they can't can't really throw around money. Homer really. Bailey. Yeah, Homer Bailey, great example. That's the worst good. contract in baseball. Another guy, the Tigers might be looking to move, you know, if the price is right. They could be willing to move Justin Verlander, too. Verlander or Upton? I mean, they got some huge pe- – Kinsler at second base? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really going to come down to how much do they want to sell off. I mean, I think if I'm the Tigers, you know, that's a crowded division. Kansas City is sometimes good. Minnesota well. is Minnesota, getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cleveland is always, is, you know, studs. This year, for sure. Absolutely, they're, they're playing great. So, I mean, if I was Detroit, I might think about selling, selling the farm right now. But I, with that being said, I don't think you want to, you know, go around – trading guys like Justin Verlander, Justin Upton, just to make a trade. I think those are extremely valuable assets. you got to make sure you capitalize on your returns. I mean, right now you look at their their teams kind of set up like the Reds, except Verlander's a way better pitcher than Homer Bailey because their whole contract pretty much is based on... Those guys are in the same league. Those, those guys don't play I'm the same sport. Their number one player is their first baseman slash DH, which is Miguel Cabrera-Miggy. On the backside of his career. He's got, yeah, again, but so, Joey Votto is going to hit that backside very soon. You, you can't expect to be 30... Mid 30, 34, 35 year old to keep that up. So, I mean, mother time always, or father time, mother excuse, time, father time, excuse me, always, always wins in the sports world, no matter what. He's undefeated. And uh, so. I'm glad we got the shout out, mother time, though. She doesn't get enough love for all she does for the time. Mom, family. Other, other room, mother time. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about buyers and sellers. Who do you have as huge? I mean, the biggest move 
is the buyers because everyone talks about them moving forward in the playoffs and trying to push for the playoffs. Who do you have as a huge buyer? Uh, you look at teams like Boston, certainly. I think they could be willing to add a piece. The Yankees definitely uh, historically have been, show, have been shown, and especially with that trade last night, that they'll kind of sell the farm there. I mean, they pretty much have their entire farm up to go yep. for a win-now scenario. I think Chicago, you and I were talking about this, the Cubs, before we came on here. I like the Cubs to, you know, make a, make a possible move here. Justin Verlander has been linked there. Sonny Gray has been linked there uh, of the Oakland Athletics. I really like the Cubs to, you know, turn it around and really, if not win that last wild card spot, really give Arizona, Arizona or Colorado a run for their money there. I think that lineup in Chicago is too good for them to just miss the playoffs altogether. I think they're going to get really close, if not make it. I think they're just a starting pitcher or two away. I, I'm looking at, as a team, the Cleveland Indians. Now, I realize we have a lot of Cleveland viewers that watch this every single week. Uh... The team was not the same as last year. The offense is hit or miss. They got a couple of young guys up, Zimmer in center field. Uh, you never know. The pitching's is certainly not there. And that's what I'm thinking about. The pitching is definitely not there. They had these young guys that came up when they had their two out of their five starters get hurt before the playoffs. Uh, Bauer pitched great last year. Uh, who was the guy that cut uh, – Tom did pitch for Who was yeah. the guy that cut his hand? Was that McAllister? Bauer? Well, McAllister also – yeah, also pitched well. Right now, it's pretty much a one-horse one horse show with Kluber. Kluber's doing all the work. Yeah, I mean, Carrasco had a decent start today. They did have to pull him later in the game, though. But, yeah, you don't really worry about, you know, Corey Kluber at the front of that rotation. But two and three, you know, I, I like Cleveland to win that division. And once you get on, you know, game two, game three, which is game six, game seven, game five even, I think, you know, they are going to have some issues. And I look for them to, you know, be uh, one of those contenders for – those pitchers we were just talking about. Now, sellers-wise, it could be anybody on the down, like downhill season-wise. I mean, it literally could be anybody at this point uh, with a close losing record or a losing record. My huge thing is is Zach Kozar because the Reds. I think you got to move Zach Kozar. I think you got to get something for him while you can. He's thirty years old now, thirty-one. Had the best offensive season stat numbers he's ever had in his career. Became his first time All Star. He's going to get the donkey, which is huge for him, yeah. Joey Votto. Moving forward, though, you've got to get rid of you Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't count on this type of production from him every year. You no. know? That's not to say you won't get anything out of it. You won't get nothing out of him right in the next two or three years. But we've seen the Reds do this before where they hung on to Cueto for too long. They hung on to Chapman yep. for too long. They hung on to Frazier for too long. Yep. And look what happened. They didn't get as much as they could. Granted, those returns... You know, guys like Duvall, Shevler, uh, they hung on to Leak too long, too. I mean, they did get some good returns, but yep. they're not the max they could get. So I absolutely agree with you 100%, and I would like to hope Reds fans out there are delusional enough to think that they're going to turn it around next year and don't want to give up on Zach Kozar. I think he's the best offensive, uh, statistically, shortstop in the National League. I think they got to yep. trade him. I mean, he's batting over 310. I mean, he's his numbers are great. Almost hit for the cycle last night. Almost hit for the cycle last night. Huge. Absolutely. Huge. Injuries, though. Huge injuries coming to, coming to play right now. It's the dog days of summer. We're in July, about to hit the August month. We're just nonstop heat. Guys are dying of just needing a day off, and they just can't seem to find it until September comes. They get that 40-man roster call up where they can actually rest, relax a couple times. Um, who is your big injury? I mean, the big one is obvious. Carlos Correa went down last night. He's going to have surgery. Is it on his wrist? So what happened was, he obviously, he's a right-handed hitter. Right. Um, so he swung... And swung the bat around, came around in his thumb. It was just had problems on the entire year. It started in the World Baseball Classic. Must have pinched a nerve or something mm -hmm. like that. Ended up breaking a bone in his thumb. 
He's out four to six weeks now, which is a huge loss. I mean, and you're lucky if you're Houston. I mean, this is they say the games in April or May don't matter. They absolutely do. Houston, yes. you don't want to say they can afford losing a guy like Carlos Correa right yeah. now, but they have the, that huge 16-game lead. They have you know money in the bank, they're, they're so gonna, to speak. They're going to make the playoffs, which is fine, and now they're going to move the, 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 the players around to find holes. Mar, Marwin, excuse me, Marwin Gonzalez, unbelievable player this year. He's been playing outfield, third base, first base for them. Is going to step in now and have to play every day. He had a great play. He had a great uh, barehanded uh, flip on on a double play today for the Astros. I was I mean, watching. He's incredible. Yeah, he's a great player. I mean, they have lots of depth there. I don't know about you. Maybe you see this differently than I, but I think Houston's the favorite to win the World Series right now. So it, before the season started, we had Chris on Chris Constable on Chris Constable. He's a great dog, Ace. Right, Ace. He's a great dog. Ace. I hope Ace. I hope Ace is doing all right. Me too. He's and, a great dog. He came on and we talked about predictions. I had Houston winning and beating the Boston Red Sox in the ALCS, and then I had the Nationals beating the Dodgers. The Dodgers could that somehow blow it. They usually have they falter somehow early on in the playoffs. Uh, Kershaw pulls an Andy Dalton and chokes. Yeah, I mean we haven't seen it out of Clayton Kershaw yet in the playoffs, but with the Dodgers, I mean, it seems like every year it's yep. going to be their year. It gets to a point, and we kind of see this in hockey sometimes, you know, with the Predators this year, yep. where you just have enough good and talented players where it's just the law of averages, you got to break through. So I could definitely see a uh, Houston and, and uh, Los Angeles Dodgers World Series. I think that's kind of what we're heading towards right now. I think those two teams are very close to being head and shoulders above everyone else. I think right now the biggest injury <coughs> could be a Trey Turner right now. I, obviously, Carlos Cray is a huge one that just happened. But Trey Turner, in my opinion, how he got hurt with the team playing so well, another team that can't afford it because he can sit out a little bit. We'll see how long it takes him to come back. Uh, he was having one of the best offense years anyone out there was having. He was Absolutely. having MVP numbers. Uh, it seems like these guys are coming back quicker, though, than the injury is supposed to be lasting. We saw Freddie Freeman. He was supposed to be out until after the All-Star break, came back a week before, was playing great. So He's killing it today, too. Killing it. All-Star break. What do you think of the All-Star break? Home run derby up to par? Yeah, home run derby is pretty exciting. Yes. It's, uh, I mean, home runs can only be exciting for so long. You know, sit there for two and a half hours. But Aaron Judge, I mean, it's just incredible. It's just breathtaking what this guy can do to baseballs. I mean, he just smashes and dashes. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. He's huge. What an athlete. From what I heard, though, like three years ago now, when Todd Frazier won the home run derby in Cincinnati, here, that was like one of the best sporting events anyone ever saw live. Yeah. I mean, I was jumping right here in the family room. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. It. I remember him hitting the walk-off. I mean, Reds fans oh, didn't have a lot for it to cheer for. That I year. went the next day and went to the All-Star game. It was pretty special. It was like for my birthday present, my dad got that still thankful day. We actually got a Snapchat filter. Yeah. We had five million people worldwide check us out. Nice. Crazy. Unreal. Why is Snapchat so popular? I love Snapchat. You know I love Snapchat. Yeah, you can go check out my Yoan Mankata Snapchat I posted just a little bit ago. Uh, let's talk about the McGregor-Mayweather fight. This is my favorite thing going on this summer. I love baseball, but I love fight promotion more. Give me a little, I guess, intro for people who don't know what's going on, that don't understand the fighting world. What, what happened last week and what's going to happen in the future? So, uh, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor is uh you know up right up there for the pound for pound best fighter most dominant fighter in the ufc he's the only fighter to hold um a belt at the same time in two, uh, two. different weight classes yes, uh, lightweight and i think it's featherweight is the other one yep. and um so he's an absolute star i mean a great promo i mean really sells fights you have floyd mayweather 
who uh, 49 and 0. The boxing community, at least a lot of them, have pumped Floyd Mayweather up, Bobby, as you know the greatest boxer ever. Yeah. Or certainly I mean, he's 49 and 0. Record wise, record wise, I mean, if you haven't lost. And these two guys are going to come together August 26th at the brand new T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I'm pumped. And they are going to have a boxing match, not an MMA fight like Conor McGregor is used to in the UFC, but a boxing match. 12 rounds, 3 minutes, 10-ounce gloves, no horse hair in those gloves, can't be for Mexico. And this is, I mean, this is going to be the biggest money fight of my life. I mean, Mayweather Pacquiao was huge at the time. We've had some huge UFC shows this year. We have another one coming up at the end of July. Yep. But, I mean, this is it. I mean, and um, further, these guys last week were going on a four-city, uh, four-day tour, selling this fight, having press conferences, these huge boxing press conferences, and uh, really just cutting promos on each other, talking a lot of shit. I mean, it's, good. it's great stuff. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I mean, they're up there really selling this fight. I mean, fight fan or not. If you enjoy sports, really check this out. Check out some of these press conferences. I don't know how you can't be excited for any of this. So I'm looking at the odds right now. We'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about the press conference last week. What happened? We'll break down what happened, all that stuff. But right now, the odds to win. Floyd Mayweather is a minus 550. That means, if, for people that don't understand the betting world, you have to bet $550 to win $100. It's a massive. Thing. He's a huge favorite, and this has dropped since since the, oh yeah, since it's, last it's, week. it keeps going down. It went down today, I think. Yes, even. it has gone down today. Last week and the week when the numbers first came out, McGregor was a huge underdog. Again, he's never boxed at especially this kind of height. No, and he's never been in a straight boxing match. Boxing. He's only he's only fought MMA. So yes. that's another thing that a lot of people attach to this fight is Conor McGregor can't box. You know, Floyd. Uh, obviously has significantly more boxing experience. So it'll be interesting to see. Can Conor McGregor hang in there? I think he's going to take some shots, but I don't think he's going to get knocked out. Well, or Conor is a plus 375, so you bet $100 on him, you'll win 475 total, which means you get 100 bucks back, but total you take 375. Yes. Uh, by decision, Conor is plus 1,000. And then first round victories, you put 100 bucks on it, you are 1,600 bucks richer. So, I mean, the odds are, if you're a betting man, I would definitely put your money on McGregor. Me personally, yeah. I'm going to put some money on McGregor. I don't I don't think not only is he going to win this fight, but I do think You're he, going on the record as saying Conor McGregor is going to win this fight. I, you, everyone out right there Right now, CMT.com. 100% percent i am calling I'm it. calling it right now. So, I'll break that down in about two minutes. Let's go back last week. They went on a four-day tour. They started off in L.A., they went to Toronto, which was crazy. Yeah, I think that was the best leg of it. And then it quickly dropped off and when we were in New York because it was on a two-hour delay. They came out two hours late. And then after that, they flew over the pond and went over to England and had it downtown London, uh, a short trip away from everyone in, in the uh, Irish community up there in Ireland for the Connor fans. Um, Awesome event though. The, the yeah. four day event, I was pumped up every single day checking it out. What's what's going to happen? What's Connor going to say to uh, take Floyd off? What's Floyd going to do? It Floyd's looks scripted in my opinion. Yeah, Floyd's is definitely scripted. I mean, neither of these guys are you know actors, but I mean they are fight promoters. And you know I think by you could tell by day two, three, four. I think Floyd, you know maybe he was getting kind of tired. I don't think he's ever promoted a fight on this level. And I think definitely by the fourth day. You could tell that Conor McGregor was significantly more comfortable up there. And I would be even better to say that he's in Floyd Mayweather's head. You saw by the last day, Floyd was really repeating himself a lot. He was up there saying, yeah, a lot every day. 
it seemed like it, yeah. every day it was certainly scripted, you know, that he would have his uh, his two steroid guys there hand him the bag of money or whatever. Yeah, a bag with $5,000. If you're making fun of Connor, who makes $3 million a fight, everyone in their right mind knows that boxing makes more money with the pay-per-view and they don't have a commissioner like Dana White yeah. who takes in pockets all the money. It's corrupted, yes. But this is where... Connor realized he could make some bank and probably got it out. You don't blame him. No. What, what you can uh, say about both of these guys, very controversial figures, everyone I think has a dog in this fight, is they're both great businessmen. Great we, businessmen. We really saw that this week. I mean, Floyd, you know, his promos weren't as good as Connor's, in my opinion. But, I mean, both of them really made me want to watch the fight more. I mean, Floyd, definitely a great heel, a great bad guy out there, you know, throwing money around, calling Floyd calling Connor a faggot and all that stuff. I mean... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it, it, seriously, it came out. And then after day one, where Floyd was up there, technically, in boxing terms, he was dancing. He was yeah. sparring by himself. Connor goes, dance for me, boy. Yeah. And then the race car gets played. And the media, as we know and live nowadays, likes to, in my opinion, blow, blew that way out of proportion. Oh, absolutely. I mean... It's it's a fight. I mean, we were going back and forth about the Sarah Spain article last week yes. uh, for ESPN about how watching this fight is immoral, and just because these guys are being mean to each other, it really says something about our society. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. This isn't baseball. This isn't tiddlywinks. Not to take anything away from tiddlywinks or baseball, but yes. this is fighting. This is two yes. guys going out there trying. You know, maybe not to hurt each other, but that you know, in a way, trying to hurt each other, trying yes. to knock each other out, trying to beat each other up. For money, it's not nice. I'm sorry. No. I know there's a lot of snowflakes out there, but fighting is not nice. Believe it or not, breaking news here on the CFT podcast. This is the first time. Deal with it. This, Deal with the promos. This is the first time in Floyd's career where he's come in to a fight where not only is he not the fan favorite, because even in the Pacquiao fight, people were still, I'm rooting for Floyd. I'm rooting for Floyd. I was one of the few people at the bar I went to to go watch that fight at, where I was one of very few, I could probably count on my hand, that was rooting for Manny Pacquiao. Mm -hmm. I like the underdog story. I really, really buy it. I'm a Rocky fan. I mean, who, who, doesn't? who doesn't love that movie? Now, saying that, Floyd has the ability to talk out of talk an ear off and get someone's head. Well, you know what? He went up to his match and pretty much the creator of this in this fighting world. Muhammad Ali was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about way back in the day. Nowadays, Conor McGregor has risen from nothing. And I'm telling you that because he was a plumber. A plumber, spy. Literally season. couldn't afford the rights to have walkout music when he was fighting for yes. uh, Invicta, or the WEC, I think yes. it was. This guy has come up from nothing. Literally, the Drake song started from the bottom, now we're here, and now he's at the blow off the ceiling with this. Again, he's going to quadruple his money in half this fight. Again, in, in a 40-minute fight, he's going to quadruple his money in 20 minutes of it. That's hard to wrap your mind around. I mean, even if he does, let's say, I mean, he's just bluffing and he doesn't think he has a chance to win this fight at all. He does. Was, he knows he, he knows Well, he I understand that, but why Why would you not take this fight? I mean, people yes. are killing him and killing Floyd the two. for, you know, matching the integrity of boxing. But, I mean, it's a huge money fight. It's yes. what the fans want to see. It's the two biggest heads of both their combat sports colliding at the same time. Of our generation, certainly. One's leaving, obviously, and one's right in his prime. And that's a huge thing, in my opinion, betting on this and, and moving forward and even watching the fight as a fan. You look at Floyd, he's four years old. You saw him at the press conference. Not only that, he's smaller. You had to wear high-top high shoes. Height-wise height and size-wise. I followed Conor McGregor through his entire UFC career. He's had the quickest rise up, but the guy, in my opinion, looks like he's in the best shape of his life. 
Yes, we saw him win against Jose Aldo where he had to cut weight. He was skinny. Don't get me wrong. Like, that guy looked very, very uncomfortable. Sick. He looked uncomfortable. He looked sickly. That was at the 145 weight class. That's right. His natural weight to fight at is the 155 weight class. Which they're doing. He missed out in fighting against, uh, that was Dos Anjos against, that was the weight class above where he tried to get the belt. He got hurt. He had to fight Nate Diaz on yeah. a very, very quick call. And he had to go up to 170, which he wasn't ready for. Which is clearly not uncomfortable. Was clearly uncomfortable in that fight. He was looked great in the first round. Then got caught, and th- the size mattered. Floyd came in and said, "Let's fight at 154." I said, "Sign the deal right yeah, there." Yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's exactly where Connor wants to be at. He's gonna he, when he comes out. When he came out in the polar bear in, in the polar York, bear mink. Polar bear mink. I mean, this guy, a cocky son of a bitch. Looked like he was the best shape of his life. Oh, I've never yeah. seen him like that ever. And everyone's just like, "Oh, he, he gets, he's gonna get tired." You don't think he's practicing right now? No, I he's mean, he's absolutely every single day. He's getting the best shape of his life. He's got a mural behind him of him knocking out Floyd Mayweather. You don't do that if you think you're gonna lose. You gotta mentally think you're gonna win the fight to win the fight, and he's doing that right now. And something that I don't think is talked about enough in the build to this hype and the and the and the analysis of this fight is Conor McGregor can take a punch. I think we're anticipating Connor to eat some just because, you know, maybe those boxing fundamentals aren't there as much as they should be. But you go watch the Chad Mendez fight. I just watched the other day. Connor was losing this fight. He was getting, it might have been 20 to 17 after two rounds. I mean, it was oh, bad. He was, I mean, he's not a wrestler. He was eating elbows. He, he I mean, was on the ground. I mean, yes, yeah, 100%. What happened, though, when he was on the ground, he elbowed Chad Mendez and, like, that, like rocked his head. He, yeah, he was eating significant strikes, and not enough people talk about that. Yes. I anticipate Connor to eat some, but he can eat. A punch, and I think that's really overlooked, especially in in this fight where you know he's going to eat a few. I mean, if I had to bet money, I I don't know how you don't bet on Floyd. I mean, forty nine. There's, no There's no odds there. I mean, but if you had to pick straight up, who's going to win? I honestly, honestly, in my opinion, I do think Connor's going to win this fight, and I'll give you reasons why. Here, you might think Floyd's going to win the fight. That's fine. I mean, if you're the best at your sport, you should win. If you're playing your sport, so. Your argument is he's forty nine and zero, correct? He's the best. I mean, I mean, mostly he's the best boxer. I'll, I'll, go, I'll run it down for you. My opinion right now. You are how old? Myself. Yourself. I'm twenty years old. You're twenty years old. And then your dad is how old? He's sixty. He just turned sixty. Okay, so my dad's sixty three. Obviously, your dad was never a fighter, and you were never a fighter. But if you guys fought right now, you would win because you're in better shape. Now, if you take it back. 20 years ago, yeah. or, or not 20, I guess like 10 years ago, right. your dad would beat your ass. So I'm not saying, obviously, this is way irrelevant compared to fighting, but 40 years old, you're out of your prime. It gets to a certain point where, again, father time catches up to you, and that will affect you big time. You move slower, you wake up, your body hurts. He's training, I know, the best of his ability right now, but Conor McGregor wakes up every day as a 27, 28. He just turned 28 last week. He's the king of his sport. Floyd was retired. You are in your prime of your athletic Adulthood from the ages 26 to 28, and then possibly farther than that to maybe 30, if you're a great athlete. And he has got that. He's in the best shape of his life. Another thing. Oh, you know what? He can't. He can't box. He's a UFC fighter. He goes to the mat. Only idiots say that because yeah, they don't I mean, watch his fights. Numbers. He doesn't ever go down to a mat because he's not a wrestler. It's MMA. It's not just jujitsu. No. It's not just boxing. It's everything. Boxing falls under the category yes. of MMA. So that is another thing. I'm not going to sit here. Well, I do think Floyd is going to win. I'm not going to sit here like these boxing homers. who's going to tell you it's going to end in the first round or 10 seconds. Floyd's just going to go make an embarrassment out of him. I don't know if it's going to go the distance, but I like Floyd. 
uh, you know, to win maybe in those double digit rounds. So then I look at the, then I look at it the other way. I say, oh, he can't take a punch again. Look look at the tape. Connor can't take a punch, and he's also getting punched by ten inch boxing gloves. These things are massive, folks. These things are pillows in your hand. They're not the UFC pads. They're, they're not. just pads on his hand. And the thing that I love about Connor that no one else has that he's fought. Yes, he's fought Southpaw. That's fine. He's the youngest guy Connor's uh, Floyd's ever probably fought in his time, age difference wise. But Connor is a unique specimen of fighting wise. He is so lengthy. He might be five foot ten. But he's got the arm reach of a six foot one person. And when he gets it, you're going down. I mean, he sleeps. Oh deep. my! There's no joke he's about that. He's hammers his. He's fist. got this left hook that can literally reach from anyone. He's the only guy I think I've ever seen where he can fall back, punch with his left, and still knock the guy out. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. He's made guys like Eddie Alvarez, Jose yes. Aldo, Nate Diaz look. I mean, like little kids. Jose Aldo was the best pound for pound fighter in the UFC. He hadn't lost a the ten, best fighter out of, that, out of that division. Again, ten years. That's fine. He was older. One punch knocked him out. Hit him right in the clean spot, right there in the chin. Another thing I'm not, I want to I talk about. If it does go to the card, though, McGregor will lose because Floyd Mayweather pays off people. It, it's not just him, though. It's the boxing world. If you guys, uh, yeah, have, I don't even think it's that. I it, think it's gonna be if it goes to the distance. I think it's boxing judges not willing to give a guy yes. the win. And if you also look at oh, 100, percent they don't want the boxing world to die because if if McGregor comes in, he'll shut the the sport down as a whole. Another thing you look at it, if you watched the fight from a month ago with Pacquiao and Horn, Pacquiao almost got the, Horn was almost had the fight stopped after the eighth round because he got so beat up. The ref came over and said, if, I'm about to stop the fight. If you don't show anything this round, he came back, might have won that round. The, one of the judges had it out of, a, out of 12 rounds, you could possibly win 120 points. Mm -hmm. He had it at 117 to 111 in favor of Horn. Horn's face was a bloody mess. Yeah, I mean, there's no way Patrick Horn won that fight. There's no way. 100%. If you watch on your mind, right mind, the last time Floyd Mayweather knocked somebody out, it was Victor Ortiz in 2011. That was the same fight where Ortiz... How many fights ago was well, that? Well, listen, Ortiz was apologizing, had his hands down, was like, I'm so sorry because he actually headbutted him. Yeah. Floyd came out and sucker punched him. His hands were down, knocked him out. Before that, at TKO, uh, this was back in 20... Uh, 2007. 2007. Yep. He was 39 No, So 10 fights ago, folks. Like, mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, he's not a... He, he's not... You don't want to say he doesn't have knockout power, but he's not this knockout artist who's made his career, at least in the last the back half of his career, putting people to sleep. I mean, it's just... It's just facts. Kind of like Connor said. It's just a, lo facts. a lot of people are disagreeing with me. I just actually checked it out now. Uh, any shot of God's green earth? Yeah. <laughs> And there's a shot. I mean, in my opinion, there's a huge shot. There's no way McGregor... Obviously, you're getting paid. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get paid over $100 million in this fight. But again, his mindset is... He thinks he's going to win this fight. And I do believe... I honestly believe he's going to win this fight. He won the first phase. He's in his head. Oh, and absolutely. If, I mean, if you're going back and saying, Oh, this guy stole my... Floyd did. Oh, he stole my entire uh, arsenal. He drives fast cars. He dresses nice. And then everyone loves him and not me. No, everyone loves him because he's a loyal man to his wife and doesn't beat women and hates yeah, strippers. Yeah, he's not a jackass. Bro, you're crazy. No, I crazy. mean, I don't know how you don't watch those press conferences and by the end, Connor's patting Floyd on the head and, you know, making fun of his backpack and all this crazy stuff. I mean, I don't know how you can watch these press conferences and think that, you know, Connor's not in Floyd's head. He even had his dad show up at the L.A. press conference behind the scenes of the first day. I mean, it's just it's just odd stuff. I mean, you it don't is. Really, 
you don't see these storylines in any other sport. No, not at all. I'm very excited, guys. We'll talk more about this <laughs> in the upcoming months. We'll switch a little subjects here and go to the NFL. But again, keep your eye. The next time we'll see these two guys together is going to be the weigh-ins. I think that's the night before the fight. It's going to be August 25th. If you guys are watching this, I'm going to buy a pay-per-view right on this TV here. Uh, we'll have a huge party. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's gonna be I mean, huge. it's going to be 100 bucks for my for me, but like everyone can pitch in a little bit. It's going to be it's going to be probably an incredible fight. I'm excited. It's I, I mean, who, who, knows, who knows if it's going to be an incredible fight, but it's definitely going to be a spectacle. And I think hype. if you're a fan of sports, not even fighting in general, I think this is something you have to see. Yes. Probably the biggest event other than the Super Bowl or yes. the NBA Finals that's going to happen this year. I'm with you. I, I'm uh. I, I think I would rank it higher than the Super Bowl. I think the NBA Finals had a lot of hype, a lot of storylines around yep, this year. Yes, the third of the trilogy. I, I, I don't know. I, Mike's pretty much speechless. I've, I've said my case for why I think Floyd's going to win, or Floyd will lose this fight against Conor McGregor, and I will be on Twitter saying I told you so to a lot of people that have been calling me out. But that's fine. You know what? That's all about the sports world. Yeah, it's, it's all about the sports world. It's the way she goes. The way she goes. You never know what will happen. So, let's go to the NFL. It's been a long time since we've talked about football been way too long you know what my mom she posted a a uh, video like a gif on my facebook wall of leonardo dicaprio like freaking out like one more month of football it's exciting august man we have football at the end of august ohio state plays its first game i don't know about ohio states but the ohio bobcats are opening with the hampton pirates that's <laughs> yeah, don't miss it down at stadium oh i'll miss i will miss that one folks i, I will miss. i will not you better um, not miss Ohio Bobcats football. We'll talk about college football in about a week or two. Let's talk about some NFL news. And you and I, can, you can give me your honest opinion of the question I'll ask you. Uh, Sunday night going into Monday, for some reason, Ezekiel Elliott thinks it's a great night to go out in Dallas, Texas. Probably a great night to go out if you're not a professional athlete. You know, it's not a great night at all to go out. <laughs> what if you don't work on Monday? Well, most normal people work on Monday. Maybe I'm not normal then. Yeah, well, anyway, all right. okay. what's your question? So, Ezekiel Elliott goes out. Um, rumor starts swirling the next morning. Adam Schefter's blowing up uh, that he got an altercation at this nightclub. And, folks, if you want to, go to my Twitter account, BroadcastBob66, and check out what Zeke did to this guy's nose. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. We were looking at it before we yeah. started the podcast. I mean, if you guys could... Yeah, I'll turn this around right now for you guys... Oh, yeah, get a look at that. You guys can see that. I did take a shot. I don't know if it's big enough or not. This guy's nose is absolutely crooked. As Joe Rogan would say, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. Um, yeah, uh, he's going to get suspended because he had some domestic stuff that went on. This is earlier in the summer, right? Earlier in the summer, off season. I wouldn't say summer, it was off season. Um, so you got to keep an eye on what's going on with that. I don't know. I don't know how to put this in perspective, but like, Jerry Jones doesn't care. No, he doesn't, and we've seen that with you know he's multiple times. Bought in Adam Jones back when he was you know really, you know a criminal. Let's call it like it is. He, yes. he was not a good dude. He cleaned his up at act now, but I mean back when Jerry Jones bought him in, he was a criminal. Bought in Greg Hardy doesn't care. I mean that this dude is literally refusing to answer questions. Well, Greg Hardy beat his girlfriend with a toilet seat. I mean yeah, it's just ridiculous. He doesn't care about the character of these guys. So we were on the and it's not just like oh done. okay he's bringing in dirty players you know. That are dirty on the field. No, he's straight putting he's straight putting criminals on the field. So it reminds me, and of, I don't want to. I, I mean, it doesn't look good for Ezekiel Elliott, but you don't want to jump to conclusions. But I mean, you don't. You just don't know. You don't know what to say. Like you said, I mean, it's not. It's certainly not a good look. I mean, it has to be addressed. 
I think it is kind of the wild, wild west down in there, Jerry's world. So the thing is, it reminds me of the old, the old school Bengals um, back in the mid two thousands when they had everybody get, getting arrested. Get, it was it was ten plus, maybe even fifteen plus people that got in trouble with the law, whether they were arrested or not. Um, they called what did they call it? Like the 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 thugs, the society thugs. Yeah, I mean it was like it was it was a crazy amount of people in County Yeah. We weren't winning either, so it made us even look worse. Like, oh, these guys are getting in trouble. Odell Thurman, I mean, one of our top draft picks. Chris Henry before he passed away, RIP. Uh, just guy after guy after guy. But Jerry Jones, again, he'll say, I don't care as long as we win. I mean, you go look at the, the Cowboys back in the 90s and they won Super Bowls with, with uh, Michael Mike Orvin. They didn't give a shit. What he did, yeah. They didn't care at all. They were going out. They didn't even care what happened. I mean, it was definitely a different climate back then. Yes, and you look the at- 90s were different than now the 2017 for future whatever. But in my opinion, if you're Ezekiel, you should hold yourself to a higher standard than, than the than people getting in trouble and having your name be represented. I mean, your parents, I mean, you got to realize like, you grew up with your parents and his parents took care of him in Ohio State. His dad moved from St. Louis to Columbus to make sure his transition was okay. He's been there. His mom... I. God gifted talent with the speed that gave him everything he needs to know. I mean, he's so blessed to be in Dallas with the line he has. Why even even put that in perspective and get off the field, get suspended wise? I mean, and he was an absolute stud back there. I mean, last year was certainly instrumental in uh, helping the Cowboys, you know, get to where they got last year. I mean, it's just it's tough to see. No, and I right. mean, you know, I'm not an Ohio State fan. You no. know, I you know I root against them, but I mean, it's just. We step outside of sports here for a moment. You just hate to see this kind of stuff, and it happens far too often with the NFL. Way too often. And it needs to be addressed. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't think it's, you know, you wear pink cleats for one week. I don't think it's, you know, you have domestic abuse week. I don't think it's running those commercials is making a difference. I don't know if it's really starting coming down on guys' game checks, really starting taking and taking games away from the team. I think that might have to be what it is where it's, if your actions off the field, if you if you, um, if you hit your girlfriend, if you're in some sort of domestic dispute, I mean, I think you have to come off the field for a significant amount of time. Well, now it's going to happen. I think Zeke will probably get a four to eight game suspension. He'll probably. I would be surprised if he got eight. I think he'll get four. I mean, yeah, maybe eight's too much, but I definitely he'll appeal it for sure. I don't. I don't want to say what is and what isn't too much. Let's no, wait we don't. No, no, Goodell. It's just, I mean, he'll decide whatever. I mean, the people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean we, we saw the Ray Rice thing. I mean, yes. you really can't. You don't know. It. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, some other big news coming out in the Washington D.C. area, staying in that whole NFC East uh, craziness. Kirk Cousins is holding out. He wants to get paid. It seems like this happens every summer, every season with this guy. <laughs> so my, let me ask you a question. You look at the NFL, uh-huh. and you see. The numbers that these quarterbacks put up. I mean, we all know the quarterback is the number one position. It's the most the, important position. If you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, folks, you are screwed. Right now, the Redskins have a great quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Now, and I wouldn't. Not, call, I mean, certainly capable. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If, if you can get to the playoffs, I think you're a great quarterback. You're you're definitely above average. I I, I absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. If you look, if you thought between. Him, or you look at Cam Newton, who's got a deal and has always had a deal because the Carolina Panthers want him. If you put the numbers side by side, Kirk Cousins has better numbers. Percentage-wise, is 20% higher. And his, and his head isn't going to fall off soon. I mean, Cam Newton had an absolutely brutal last season with concussions. Absolutely. His interception rate is way down compared to Cam Newton. 
and his touchdowns are way up. Like, what else do you want from a guy that gets to get you to the playoffs? And, and you know what he has that Cam Newton doesn't have? Two winning seasons, two winning football seasons in a row in the NFL. Yeah. Cam Newton has never had two seasons in a row of, of above 500 record. He also can't stay off the injury list. I think this season um, is going to be a big indication of what Cam Newton had. You have that Super Bowl hangover. I mean, he he gets drilled week one against the Broncos, takes a horrible hit that, you know, I think kind of messed him up for the whole season. So I think we'll find out a lot about Cam Newton this year. But back to Kirk Cousins, I mean, if I think if you're a team without a quarterback, I think you certainly would take him. But, I mean, it's what are the Washington Redskins willing to pay? I mean, Dan Snyder has been notorious yep. for being cheap and not willing to pay his guys. They're overpaying. Uh, you know, just putting out horrible contracts. Guys like Albert Hainsworth, for example. You remember that? Albatross. Yeah, oh, he couldn't even pass his... Uh, his physical. His physical, that's right. He couldn't run, like... I think it was, like, a 13 suicide. Yeah, it was, whatever the con- it was whatever the conditioning was. It's, I mean, I think you got to pay him if you're Washington. I think there's only a certain amount of quarterbacks out there on, that can win you a Super Bowl. we got to go a huge shout-out to one of my best friends, Brett Soup Campbell. Call him Soup for short. Great name. Uh, he just sent me a Sports Center tweet that actually happened about three, maybe four hours ago. Mm-hmm. The Dallas police have suspended their investigation on Ezekiel Elliott's alleged assault, citing a the ambulance picking this guy up. Um, this happened. I feel like this happens a lot with Zeke. Obviously, his ex girlfriend accused him of beating him, beating her, and he was like, "I wasn't even in Columbus when this happened. Like, how are you saying this?" That was dropped. Uh, Again, if you're an NFL, though, you got, you got to watch out. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to like, be careful. Why would you even go out on Sunday night is my thing. I don't even think it's that. I think, I mean, I think if you're this much of a star, like, yeah, you lose an element of it where you have to be more careful. But, I mean, I think you just got to have, you got to surround yourself with good people. Yes. I mean, clearly I don't think he's doing that if he's ending up in these situations time and time again. What? But at the same time, like, I, like we were saying, and you read that tweet there, we got to wait for all the facts to come out, especially yeah. in these yeah. domestic abuse cases. Well, we, well, I was in my chat, and my buddy actually talking about your jersey, LeBron James. You're like, you never heard about LeBron getting in trouble back then. Well, the thing with LeBron and these NFL players are different is when LeBron came in the league as an 18, 19-year-old, I'm going to call him a boy because you're not a man yet. You haven't seen anything in life. Obviously, you can say you played basketball. Your entire, you were yeah. God-gifted, and you know what? You got, right, you got put in the right hands. He signed a $90 million shoe contract with Nike. Okay, you look at Zeke's contract for four years as a running back. I mean, the average length of a running back in the NFL is what three and a half. It's not. It's not a long shelf it's life. It's not right. absolutely. And it's a twenty-five million, twenty-six million dollar contract. So that contract as a whole for four years, for four years, is just over twenty-five percent of what LeBron made on just his endorsement deal with Nike. Obviously, there was, there was way more endorsement deal that came out with that. But he's got the opportunity to go out to a club, invite all his best friends, shut it down, and say, you know what? I just want my friends to yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be careful. I mean, I don't want I don't want to be going out and uh, telling people not to have a good time. I mean, no, no. Hey, you are in the prime of your life right now. You are a 22 to 28, 29, 30 year old millionaire, millionaire out of and you get it. You came up in St. Louis or wherever. Obviously, I'm saying Zeke, and you played football at Iowa State. You, you you sold out games night or every Saturday night in week weekend. After. I mean, everyone knows who you are. And you don't. Any, and you don't. Hey, he's the king. He's yeah. the king of clubs. Oh, yeah. And you don't get your money's worth. You get your money's worth in Dallas, and you're having a great time. I understand. Go have fun. Yeah. But make sure you have the right people around you. LeBron had the right people around him. You know who didn't have the right people around him? Maurice Claret. Yeah, and we saw it happen there. Thankfully, 
he turned his life around is now I think he's doing charity work I, think, I mean he's out of jail I it's mean, definitely, he, definitely he's a motivational speaker yes. I mean he's definitely a productive member of society I mean and he, he I mean that that's called a roller coaster thing that I mean he went up at Ohio State at the peak went down when he got in trouble then even went further down when he got the drug charges and the and the uh, police with all the weapons crazy story if you watch 30 for 3 30 for 30 that's a good one that's one of the best ones I mean I, mean, I think with Ohio State it's great uh Bef- going, we want to go back to Kirk Cousins? No. No, I, <laughs> no go ahead. Say before that. we go. Yeah, okay. That's fine. I know this has always been, this has probably been the most controversial subject in terms of NFL storylines over the past year. Colin Kaepernick, still out of a job. A lot yeah. of people freaking out about how this, because of this guy's politics, because of his haircut, he doesn't have a job. People, there's a lot of people out there who think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks. They think he should have a job. What do you think? Do you think Colin Kaepernick should have a job? It, uh, he does have a job. Is it because of his political views? That's a very again the toughest. You see it right. The toughest subject in the NFL. Uh, it's got a lot of race involved, uh, a lot of politics involved. So you're, you're crossing two mostly politi- politics. I think. And, and, and with the race though, oh, yeah, yeah. involved. I, I mean, these things play into each other. Absolutely. Uh, in this instance, so it's you're crossing two things. You don't want to start at your first date dinner table, you know, politics and race and stuff like right. that. Right. But, in my opinion, when he got to the Super Bowl back in 2012, I believe, or 2013. Against the Ravens. Against the Ravens, 2013. February 13, the football season 2012. Uh, he was in the best, not only physical shape of his life, the most best mental state of his life, and he had the best coach possible at the time. Yeah, losing John, Har- John Harbaugh really hurt him. Um, he had the Super Bowl one. They, they, they had, they, they were in a huge lead, they blew it. I was very impressed with him at the time. I mean, he had all the tools. He had speed. He was big enough where he could take the hit, but he was also loose enough where he could get out of bounds. And he was smart about it. And he was very smart with the ball. The guy came from Nevada. The biggest one he had against was Boise State. I mean, he looked good. Don't get me wrong. You lose your coach, though. I mean, it's the same thing you look at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I know we'll stay on the football talk, and then I'll get to the race talk next. But those guys are hand-in-hand. It was like, oh, who's better, Belichick or Brady? Well, you know, Belichick was horrible with the Browns before they moved away. And Brady was a backup quarterback in Michigan that came together. Well, they both had the mindset, we're going to be winners. And Harbaugh had the winning mindset and then had uh, Kaepernick and, and pretty much said, you know what, you're my, you're my backup. And then Alex Smith got hurt and said, you're my starter and I believe in you. And look what happened. And, and went, all, went all the way to the Super Bowl. Went all the way to the Super Bowl. Probably should have won, like he said. Yes. But mindset, again, looking back from everything, is pretty much half the battle. Maybe even more. If you, if you think you won the fight or you think you won a game before you even start the game, that's huge. You, if you lost, if you think you lost the fight or lost the game before you step onto the field ring, whatever it is, you the game's over. You lost. It, it is 100% over. I've done it before in sports. I've seen it 100 times in sports. Yeah. I mean, my high school is one of them. You know you're losing this game before you even step on the field. Blowout. 100% of the time. Now, that is huge, though. When, you're, when your coach and your motivator leaves, that back you up from every media thing, and you get, was it Chip Kelly was the next coach? After yeah. That? Horrible idea. Went downhill very quickly. It sucks because you lose all your mindset. You're like, oh, I don't even know what to do right now. So he lost all of his confidence. Confidence out the roof. So now he's making plays where he's like, I don't know if I can even make anymore because before no, he, was, like, he would step in the throws. I'm going to make a throw 60 yards down the field and hit him on a dime. But before, after that, he's like, I don't know if I can do that. And there's before the Super Bowl and there's after the Super yes. Bowl. Clearly, after the Super Bowl, this guy, I mean, declined in his performance. I mean... Definitely looked different physically. Definitely looked, played different Lost mentally. A lot of weight. Ducking hits. I mean, 
still had huge arms, but you know, whatever. The team also collapsed around him, in my opinion. They lost a lot of people from two years afterwards. I think they lost more than 80% of the players that were on that Super Bowl appearing roster. Uh, that also can hurt your confidence. Offensive line is huge in the NFL. Probably number one offensive line, then the quarterback position-wise is the, the most important. Um, that was huge. They lost your confidence. Again, that's humongous. Then everything race came out. Yeah, back, yeah. Back to my question: Is this guy not not have a job in the NFL because of his because of his political views? I because think it's of... partial. Again, when you start getting into the news with your, I'm gonna sit down, kneel, whatever it is for the national anthem. Well, you know, every single person in America knows someone that is in the army, fought in the army, died in the army, died for our country. So they look at the national anthem. It matters. Some people look at it as race thing, and some people look at it as freedom thing. In my opinion, I look at it as like, you know what? My grandpa was in the army. I, I passed away a couple years ago. Like, love him to death. I, they fought for our freedom. And I mean, that's, that's absolutely the that, way it is. That, 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 that's my opinion. But people have different opinions for everything. That is their opinion. I can't say that they're wrong on that. So when he did this, the media attacks him. He's got no confidence in his football game. So everything just swirling together. And they talk about how he shouldn't have voted, or he should have voted because he didn't like Trump, obviously, because Trump was That's against. just democracy. It's if democracy. you don't like something, you should vote. I you, think there, people it, are right to attack it, him for that. You, yes, 100%. But then, you, again, it's your moral obligation and civic duty in America. If you're able to vote, you should vote. And he was standing up for all this stuff and then didn't vote. So it hurt him big time. In my opinion, that takes all this credibility away from him because, you know what? You're standing up for this stuff and not, you did nothing to back it up. And when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, I do not buy for a second, not one second, that this guy doesn't have a job because of his political beliefs. So you think 100% it is because? I 100% think it's not. I 100% oh, it's not. You think, think it's, it's... You think it's not because he's not good enough? Yeah. Okay. I think, I mean, sure, there's probably there's some owners out there. There's guys like Jerry Jones, you know, probably wouldn't take a chance on this guy if yep. he needed a quarterback. But if you are one of the best 32 quarterbacks, you will play. If you're one of the best 100 quarterbacks... Someone will we'll sign, sign you. Do yep. you know how bad the Browns need quarterbacks right now? Pretty bad. So bad. You know yep. how bad a teams like, I don't know, the Jets need a quarterback right now? Yep. More than anything, I think this guy, I think he lost his game, like you said, after the Super Bowl. I think he can throw it 60 yards downfield. I don't think he can hit anyone. No. Nope. I think, I mean, he could run a little bit, but I mean, I think, I think that was most of his game. I think that's how he created a lot of his plays. Yep. I don't buy it for a second. And this guy is out of football I mean, because went, of his political he went, he went to Seattle, got looked at with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was like, you know, come on. We'd love to have you as a backup. He had a lot of guys there that were rooting him on. I mean, Pete Carroll, I think, is the most forgiving, one of the most forgiving coaches out there. They took a look at him. They just didn't think it was in their interest to go with him. Whether it was because of his views or not. I mean, I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah, that's the pro. It's very, it's a, a tri- a, like you said, the toughest subject to possibly know. No one will come out and say anything about it. Um, I, I, I just don't know. In my opinion, I don't, I don't, I, I think partially, I think it's just a, a whirlwind, a hurricane of things together hurt his confidence and now he can't play. And then a lot of things say it's a whirlwind and stuff. You can't play in the politics combined. We don't want this guy even in our locker room, if that makes sense. I mean, the, I mean there's certainly that argument, too. You had players. Um, towards the end with the 49ers, I think there was a Broncos lineman that came out and said, you know, if this guy was on my team, I would have no respect for him. Yep. I mean, it's certainly, and, you know, props to Colin Kaepernick for standing up what he believes in. Yeah, it's your belief. You, you you have the right 
in America is, is First Amendment. Part of what makes this country so great. First Amendment, to say what you want. They, It's the right to have us give a podcast and yeah. talk about anything we want, which is great. The right I to assemble. It's right for me to come over to your house and talk about sports. Yes, 100%. I mean, this is great. I mean, it's America. It's what it's you can do. It's his opinion that the politics and police are, are corrupt. So, I mean, that's him. And he stood for it. And unfortunately for him and his game, it just never came around like his following did. I mean... He probably hit his peak there in week two to six, and then after that, kind of just like that. I would down. say he did hit his peak. I would so. say he did. You think that was higher than a Super Bowl peak? No. You think that was it for sure? There you go. All right, let's go over uh, commercials before we wrap this up. And I gotta gotta say goodbye to everyone watching. J and J Mobile Detailing yes. in Athens. If you go to a school at Ohio University or if you live in Athens, make sure you check out J and J Mobile Detailing. Yep. Behind Avalanche Pizza on East State Street, these guys do great work on your car, great detailing work. Yes. They will shampoo, wax, condition, anything you need done to your car. Also, if you're busy, I know we've got a lot of students out there that listen to us. If you're busy, you're in class, you need your car washed, you need, your, you need some work, uh, some detailing done in your car, you give them a call, you give them your keys, they will pick up your car, do whatever work you need done on your car, and they will have it back within an hour, Bobby. Within, within an, an hour, hour yes. Great work, J&J Mobile Detailing in Athens off of East State Street behind Avalanche Pizza. Go check out the pigskin on Court Street. We love the bar and grill. There. I love Black Widows. <laughs> you get so messed up on Black Widows. <sighs> go there. Got great drinks. They serve them cold all summer long. It's brewery down there. Please go down there and say hello. Great specials this week. I'll be in there. Chris Roach, unbelievable. GM down there. Uh, we will be probably having a podcast or two during the school year. Looking forward to it. I just got a job. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, starting out this week, it's, it's unique. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, trying to get a career. Hopefully, no one brings slime to your work. No one's bringing a pig into my work, unlike you. Uh, we should have T-shirts here very soon. Again, knock on wood for that. That's been ridiculous. Who knows? Uh, we are gonna be within a month next week of the fight. So stay tuned with that. We got more stuff coming. Bunch of coverage coming up. With we the got fight. some hopefully articles dropping. I gotta finish my article here with. We will. Max Coons, a minor league ball player with the New York Mets organization who played with Tim Tebow. Interesting. I'm sure he I'm sure he has some interesting. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview with him a couple probably a week ago. Um, about a week ago. About a week ago. And then uh, after that, yeah, so we'll stay in touch with you guys next week. Hopefully come back come back up. I yeah, we'll see. We'll get Shane Days and hopefully up here or Matt. I texted Matt today, he we'll could see. not come up here. Uh, great stuff, though. Um, actually, we just got a comment. I think it was Aunt Helen. Yeah, hi, Ethan. Who doesn't? Hi, Helen. <laughs> love Aunt Helen. We love you, Aunt Helen. But thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys want to hit that share and like button, that would mean a lot for us. So we get our numbers and we know what people are watching and stuff like that. Go follow me on Twitter. I know you plug your Twitter before we go here. At Ethan Graham, O-S-Z. That is my name and O-S-Z on the end of it. And then mine is BroadcastBob66. Again, Aaron McNamara. Get well and get better soon, my friend. Torres ACL just got surgery up at the Cleveland Clinic. It's probably the best hands you could possibly be in in Columbus. Or, excuse me, Columbus. In yeah, the Cleveland's in Cleveland. Right? Yes, that is true. I did screw that up. In Ohio, his knee is pretty buffed up. He's got some strong, strong drugs, but my thing is. So get better there, my bud. And uh, everyone out there, be safe. Woo! CFT.com, baby.